Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's all about tapping this week, Lauren. Oh, tap dancing. Why didn't you tell me I would have brought tap shoes? <laughs> you don't have tap shoes. No, I don't. Luckily, you don't need them because I'm talking about EFT. Tapping, emotional freedom technique. And that's what we are trying out here at the club. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. And this is Self Care Club. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Emotional freedom technique, shortened to EFT, is an alternative treatment for healing pain and eliminating emotional distress. It's commonly referred to as EFT tapping or just tapping. The origins of EFT tapping may be traced back to the 1970s. Numerous clinicians around that time began stimulating acupressure points in order to help their patients cope with fear, anxiety, distress and phobias. Gary Craig later streamlined the technique and made it available to the general public as Emotional Freedom Techniques, or EFT. In easy terms, EFT is a talk and touch therapy that handles issues like stress, PTSD, chronic pain, anxiety, depression and anger by using the fingertips to apply pressure on specific points of the body to stimulate energy points. EFT works by tapping on the meridian points the supposed paths through which life energy is believed to flow in the body to release blockages. These specific pathways of energy or meridians help balance energy flow to maintain your health. Imbalance of energy flow can result in disease or sickness. Tapping with the fingertips on these meridian points is believed to release the blockage, thus releasing the pain or distress. EFT tapping helps us tune into the negative patterns that we form around our uncomfortable thoughts, feelings or troubling memories. We tap on the correct pressure points while bringing the thoughts or emotions into consciousness. The aim is to find relief, relaxation and promote energy healing around the emotional or physical issues that hold us back. To do EFT tapping, you use your fingertips to gently tap on these points while focusing on the issues you want to resolve and saying phrases out loud. EFT techniques draw on acupuncture, acupressure, neuro-linguistic programming, psychology and energy healing to provide physical and emotional benefits like reducing stress. Because stress is intimately connected with your immune system, eliminating or reducing it is going to improve your overall health and wellness. There is, however, an absence of scientific evidence to support the effectiveness of EFT. 
Studies have demonstrated that it has been effective in war veterans and active military personnel with post-traumatic stress disorder. Some studies have also claimed that EFT is beneficial in controlling anxiety over other standard therapies. However, more research is required to determine the efficiency of EFT treatment over other cognitive therapy techniques. So... Let's talk about what the benefits of EFT are. Yeah. So the first one is it's, it eases depression. Uh, in 20 independent studies, experts rated EFT as highly effective in easing depression in multiple settings among different groups of people and said overall it was more effective than antidepressants or psychotherapy. Wow. Yep. And people using EFT also maintained their more positive mood over time. Nice. That was the first one. Uh, the second one is it lessens anxiety. In a group of 5,000 people, 90% who did EFT tapping saw an improvement in their symptoms of anxiety compared to only 63% who did traditional cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, CBD. And the EFT group only required three tapping sessions to start seeing results. That's amazing. I mean, that's astonishing results. Yeah, it, it is, isn't it? Astonishing. Um, it decreases pain. It wow. can be used for a variety of conditions like fibromyalgia, tension, headaches, frozen shoulder, brain injury. It gives the mind something else to focus on. It sort of rewires your brain. Incredible. Um, it eases PTSD, as we said. If anyone has that, it can reduce cortisol, which is the stress hormone in the body. And it can be used to reduce cravings Ooh. so that you can achieve your desired weight. Ooh. So it's simple. It's painless. It's easy to learn. You don't necessarily need a therapist once you know how to do it. It's not as expensive as normal therapy. It doesn't take much time. Um, it can be used with specific emotional intent towards whatever's going on for you. You can heal yourself with it. Um, and it's supposed to be very good for your psychological and physical well-being. Should we talk about the downsides? Yeah. And just a few precautions. Yes. EFT is completely safe. Yep. There are no known adverse effects. The worst that may happen is that you don't perceive a difference in your anxiety or stress levels. That's the very worst. It's important to understand that it's not a miracle technique, just like any other therapeutic treatment. It is likely to take some time for any noticeable results may be seen. It's complex, so it's important to get the help of a skilled EFT practitioner. It's also worth noting that issues that have been unresolved for a long period take longer to settle than other concerns. When using EFT, there are a few things to keep in mind. It's important to stay focused on the issues at hand and not become sidetracked or disconnected. The emotional freedom technique allows people to see their problems from a different perspective than they are used to. Staying hydrated is important because EFT deals with the movement of electrical energy through the body and water is an excellent conductor of electricity. Not a problem for you. I was just about to say, but it is a problem for yeah. you. That's probably one of the real downsides yeah, for you, isn't it? Is. <laughs> so how do you actually do it? So you concentrate on the negative emotion that could be a fear or an anxiety or a bad memory or an unresolved problem or whatever it is that is disturbing you. And before tapping, you need to establish a setup phrase that describes the current issue you're facing. So the two main goals that you need to focus on are recognizing the issue and accepting yourself despite the problems. So a very common setup phrase is, although I have this, whatever the fear or problem is, 
I deeply and completely accept myself. And you can alter the phrase depending on whatever suits you. And while maintaining your focus, you use your fingertips to tap five to seven times each on nine of the body's meridian points. And you tap on these meridian points whilst aiming at accepting and resolving negative emotion. And that helps to repair any energy disruption. The tapping sends signals directly to the stress centers of the midbrain, which reduces the stress or negative emotion that you get from your issue and EFT ultimately then restores balance to your disrupted energy. So the therapist will guide you through which points to tap and where and guide you through the phases. But once she's done that once, you can carry on doing it yourself. So we were lucky enough to have some help yes. this week. We enlisted the help of Kate Moriusef. Kate is a woman's ADHD lifestyle and well-being coach and an EFT practitioner. And she helps overwhelmed yet unfulfilled many with ADHD like her. Women find more calm, balance, health, compassion, creativity and clarity in their lives. By using EFT in her coaching practice, Kate guides more women to rediscover their inner voice, tap into their expansive wisdom and potential, fulfill their desires and realise themselves outside of the overwhelm, inner pressure and family dynamic. She is also the host of the ADHD Women's Wellbeing podcast, which I have actually been on, and a mum to four children. She says, I'm passionate about using tapping with my clients because it's such an efficient and effective way of clearing negative blocks, releasing long-standing resistance to change and peel back layers of emotional baggage that prevent us from moving forwards. Kate is also a friend of ours, yes. isn't she? Um, and she's been very supportive of the show as we have been with hers. And we are delighted to actually bring her to your ears, Clubbers, because it's long overdue. And this is what she had to say. Hello, Kate. Welcome to the Self Care Club. Hi, thank you for having me. This is long overdue, as I was just saying, isn't it? Yeah, we've wanted to do this for, for ages and ages and ages. And now we're a- going to. Ages and ages. And I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, tell us, well, can you give us a little idea what to expect And do we need to prepare anything in advance of our sessions? So I would definitely come with an open mind. Um, Yes, Lauren. It's it's, um, EFT, emotional freedom technique is, can be, it's sort of in the brackets of emotion, of of energetic um, psychology. So even though we are working with um, kind of like a psychology, Western psychology, there is the Eastern psychology. you know, acupressure points, there's the meridians that we're working with, but it's like an energy de-blocker as well. So you are going to feel like a release and it's going to feel in your body, hopefully a release, but you'll also feel calmer in your mind. So sometimes I, I think it's better when you don't know too much about it. So your expectations aren't all over the place. Um, so yeah, I'd say open mind, lots of water and um, come with something that you feel you're ready to release. Come with something that has been weighing on your mind that you are just, you, you've been thinking and you're just ready to, um, to just let it go and um, see where it goes. Cause very often we start with something and we think it's going to go one place, but it goes another place. So it could be a physical thing. It could be a fear, a phobia, or it could be an emotional problem, or it could be a worry. What What are sort of the, some of the common things that people come with? Yeah, so it can be just something that's been playing on your mind for a while, but very often people come with a physical condition and they've not made the connection that um, the physical connection 
condition will be connected to something emotional, something that you've been holding on to, an old memory, an old belief trauma. And very often that's connected. Well, it is always connected to our body. So if people have said I've had this sort of back pain and it's been going on and on and um, it flares up here and there, we kind of get to the root of the problem when maybe the first time you felt the back pain and then something might have happened around that time, that era where there really was a trauma, there was something that someone said to you. So, yeah, it, it's, it can be physical. It can be something to do with um, migraine. It can be to do with neck and shoulder pain. But it also can be something like um, a phobia or something that you've really just tried to work on through other modalities and it's not shifted. So EFT is very good for, for that type of thing as well. And how long is each session, Kate? So it can be, you know, I've heard things being cleared in half an hour. I mean, I've had I've talked to other therapists and they've just said within 30 minutes that the issue's gone. I typically work between 45 minutes and an hour. If something's really deep rooted, you know, it can be a few good few sessions for sure. Um, we we use this analogy of sort of peeling away the layers of the onion um, or the, the, the tabletop where you're sort of knocking away different table legs because sometimes you don't want to go too deep too quickly. Yeah. So, um, you know, we use the, the, the term aspect. So we kind of go through one aspect, which gets to another aspect. So it could be something that really has been, you know, you've been holding on to from childhood, but we just keep chipping away, chipping away. And you do, even though you may not get to that root cause, that session, the layers just help that, you know, the, the feeling calmer, feeling more peaceful, feeling less anxious. A lot of people just say the weight's been lifted and they can't quite put their finger on it, but there's just, they just feel a bit more sort of at ease um, with life. So I personally just think no matter what EFT helps in some way, whether it's the physical or the emotional, it feels like there's always been a release in some way. And do you use it on yourself? Can you use it on yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I genuinely think this has been like the best tool that I've used for me. Um, I use it on my, my, little one as well who's seven she's most open to it the older you are as a kid they're a bit more kind of cynical and and, and adults very much so you know can be very cynical um but I use it on myself all the time it's like a self-calming technique always um so yeah it's very good for, ang for anxiety for worry if you are spiraling which I have a tendency to do I, I kind of like have an anxious thought and um and then I just, it all just kind of kicks off in my head. So I bring myself back into my body, which is, you know, what we need to be doing. It's a really good grounding technique. Mm. So I use it with breath work and I tap, but I also sort of do it. Um, I can talk to my, you know, talk, my, talk, talk to myself as well and teach my clients how to do that. So if they are in a situation where things feel like, you know, a bit out of control and they just need to kind of get back into their body, they need to release something. It's fantastic. And, you know, even just getting to sleep at night for kids is, is brilliant. They can just, you know, tap, they can calm themselves down. So, and, and we're literally using our body. We're using the meridians, the energy yeah. flow in our body. Everyone can do it. And it's so simple as well. I love that. It's accessible to everybody. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you, Kate. So you're going to come back on Friday's show and you're going to tell us a bit more about the benefits and who it's good for. Is that good with you? Yeah, lovely. Can't wait. Yeah, we can't wait to chat to you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. 
This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases, thank goodness Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultralight and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios, let's go further. This week we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play and the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. Okay, so how did you feel going into the week? I've actually got a voice note. Oh, great. Um, to explain to you how I felt going into the week. I've got my EFT session with Kate in about an hour. Obviously, as usual, coming to it with a healthy dose of scepticism. <laughs> this is just not something I would ever entertain doing if we didn't have this podcast. It just doesn't feel like me at all. Um, I've met Kate, so that part I'm not worried about because I know she's lovely. I don't know, I've just always had this a bit of a... Maybe it's just a bit of an unfair stigma in my own head about the tapping. It just feels very strange. But, you know, that's the point of this podcast. We test this stuff out. So I will report back afterwards. Not one person is surprised by that voice note. I wasn't happy about this week. Oh. At all. Oh, I was. 
I know, because you've wanted to do it for ages and I've been resisting it. Well, I've done it before. So you've never done it before. I've never done it before. And for some reason, and I, I can't like really put a finger on it, it always felt a bit like culty. What? Yeah. Wrong. Well, I know Wrong. now, but that Wrong. was like the image I had in How? my head. How? From where? I don't know. You are funny. You decide on these things and then they become totally yeah. binary. Yeah. And I was like tapping. What the fuck? No. Just it was such a... <laughs> I just really didn't want to do it. I just had a real thing about it. And no, I've never done it before. And okay. I would never do it if we didn't have this podcast. I was really looking forward to it. You have done it before? I have done it before. With and a I, practitioner? I've done it with Kate before. Oh, okay. I've done it with Kate. So I knew I was in good hands oh, and I knew what okay. to expect. I did not know that, that you had done it with Kate yeah. before. Okay. So well, how I'd done it before is because we were we kind of met in lockdown mm. on Instagram. I don't even know how we came across each other, mm. but I'm very grateful that we did. And then she's obviously a coach and I'm a coach and I had my podcast and she had her other podcast and we went on each other's podcast. And so we've always been in support of each other. And then I was really struggling with something, with the fallout of a friend, which I've spoken about many times on here. And I wasn't sleeping and I was dreaming about it a lot. And I was um, very stressed and very anxious about it. And I was anxious about bumping into her and it was all very heightened and I just wasn't coping with it. And I was telling Kate, just sort of like having a chat and she said, we should do some tapping. Mm. And she took me through a session mm -hmm. and it was remarkable, mm. remarkable results. I started sleeping, um, I felt calmer. If I bumped into her, it was fine. Just one session? One session wow. completely released me from the hook of all of this anxiety. Wow. So I was really looking forward to it. Okay. Okay. Where did you get that it was like a cult? Did you think everyone was just like in a tent in weird costumes? Like going, no, tap, not tap, like tap, that. Tap, tap, no, tap, tap. not like a Mormon cult. <laughs> <laughs> not like a religious cult. Just like... What sort of cult? Just like it was just a weird thing to do. Okay. Just a weird, unnecessary, odd technique. But when you started doing the research for the show, yeah. did that shift your mindset? Or had you already well, had Well, I had already had the session. Okay. So I, I kind of understood more what it was about. But even despite that, it's still not something I would enter into voluntarily. Okay. Well, we know that. I know. <laughs> that we know. Because know. it's therapeutic. Yeah. And it just makes your whole body coil. It still is. <laughs> even today. Even now, talking about it. Even after, after the all session. the stuff we've done yeah. for over two oh, yeah. years, yeah. the therapeutic space still makes you coil. Cringe. Why? That's like 25 podcast episodes. That's, that's a that. whole That's a different podcast. podcast. Yeah. Okay. I probably need to explain to you what I did with Kate. Otherwise, my recordings are going to make no sense. So when sh we met on the on the Zoom call, she said, I want you to think about something that's making you worried or upset or anxious. Something that's either tangible, like a real thing or, or an emotion, a feeling. And were you like, there's nothing making me upset and I'm absolutely fine? <laughs> were no. you like that at first? No, I didn't say that. Did you want to say that? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> she keeps rolling her eyes at me, by the way. So I did have, um, I said, I do have a, like, a tangible issue that would be quite, I think, that would be quite handy to, to deal with. It's a bit of a weird one, but... Are you going to share it? I'm going to have to share it, because otherwise my recordings are going to make no sense at all. I've been driving since I was 21, so I've been driving for over 20 years, and 
that's fine. I'm a perfectly normal driver. And my mother used to live in Northamptonshire. So I spent a lot of time driving up and down the motorway with her when the children were very, very tiny babies in car seats on my own. And I did it and I never loved it, but it wasn't a problem. When lockdown happened and we all stopped driving or really going anywhere, I think for some reason something manifested itself. I think that's maybe where all the lockdown, all the anxiety over everything went and it went into my driving and I became very fearful of driving out of nowhere. Thank God I've never had a crash. No one I know has had a crash. There's no drama. Nothing happened. I just got very frightened and the thought of going on the motorway was an absolute no-no and then it kind of got worse and worse to the point where I didn't want to drive on the North Circular. In fact, when it was at its worst, some days when I was at your house, I would drive home to my house and then to my son's school so I could avoid driving on the A41. That's how bad it got. And I was really, really ashamed of it because it, there was no um, reason for it. It wasn't logical. It was a completely illogical fear that I had created in my own head that I had to get over because it's not practical to not be able to drive on a, on a main road when you've got three children. Um, and I haven't been able to find the crux of it and I haven't been able to fix it. And I have done some like, I don't know what they call it, uh, the stuff where you just put yourself in the situation that you're most scared of. What do they call that? Immersion therapy or something. So I had I did a drive out of London with my sister-in-law and I did the motorway drive and I... But you had to. There was a reason. I had to because her car wasn't big enough and she wasn't insured on my car. So you were kind of thrown into it. Yeah. And so I did do it, but it was absolutely terrifying for me. And I have also sort of forced myself into doing main road driving to try and get myself out of this space. But it's something I'm really uncomfortable about because I can't put a finger on why it's happened. And I also can't really fix it. Okay. So that was what I wanted to bring bring to her okay. so this that's my second recording so the week that we had the session ollie was away and josh had been invited to a trampolining party which is on a particular part of the north circular that i hate because the junction that it comes off leads onto the m1 and i had got it in my head that i was going to take a wrong turning and end up on the m1 and be lost and be stuck and i was really 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 freaking out about it but i also knew there's no way on earth i wasn't letting my child go to the party because i didn't want to do this drive and so that was kind of in the forefront of my mind when we had the session so so the intention was to be able to take josh to the party on sunday in a calm way yeah and also to try and just release whatever the okay. hell this is. Should I play your voice note? Yes, please. I've just finished my session with Kate. It was kind of what I expected, but kind of not at all what I expected. There was a hell of a lot of tapping. Um, it was an hour session, and I was hyper aware quite soon into it that I had forgotten to take my eyebrow dye off. So <laughs> I was tapping onto these sort of plasticky feeling eyebrows. Oh, because you have to tap your forehead. <laughs> Weird, but I don't think she noticed. Um, what came up, I suppose to summarise it, was my resistance towards leaning into any feelings of anxiety. Um, Interesting. She's given me some tools 
to deal with what I'm dealing with and I will have reason to use them on Sunday. I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself. I want to see how I feel on Sunday, but I know I've got the tools there to use and I think it will be really, really interesting because this is quite a small drive um, to do this as a little experiment to see if, if it actually works. But I was as open and honest as I could be with Kate. I really kind of went into it with a whole and open heart and did everything I, I feel like I should have done. And so let's see. And play the voice note. It's Sunday and I am about to set off to do this drive that I didn't want to do. The interesting thing was I was actually given a get out this afternoon because another mother who was who had a child at the party said, oh, it's really out of your way. Don't pick up. Why don't you let me do it? And I was so on the cusp of saying <laughs> OK, but I just decided I have to try. So I've just sat in the car and done just maybe 90 seconds of tapping and exactly what Kate told me to do. And I'm now going to set off on the drive. Well, I did the drive. Well done. Thanks. And she even said, you know, if you're sitting, even if you're driving, even if you're in the car, you can still tap, like not, not both hands on your forehead or your eyebrows or anything, but you could still like tap the side of your hand, just give yourself a little bit of reassurance. So when I was getting to the junction that I was really anxious about, I did sort of just do a couple of taps. And I, and she told me the sort of the point is you don't pretend that it's not happening. You don't talk yourself out of it. You sort of talk yourself into it does that make sense you kind of accept it you say I'm feeling frightened I'm feeling worried about this drive but I'm okay I still accept myself as I am but I'm I am feeling worried now and I am feeling a little bit scared that I'm going to take the wrong turning you just like say it so that's the sort of mantra I did I sat in the car and I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like I'm a little bit frightened about doing this drive and I'm a little bit worried about xyz and then I just did it and it was all right it was all right but but that's big for you to yeah, even it was fucking it, huge. Yeah, but it, I don't even mean just the drive. I mean for you to accept that you're frightened and scared about something. Oh, I couldn't something. bear it. I can't even tell you like how uncomfortable exactly. the whole so even that's thing a big has leap. made me. Yeah, and, and, you know, it all led into, she's like, well, can you remember a time when this was very acute or when this happened? And I did remember suddenly it came on and it was before lockdown and I was doing a drive to my brother's who lived about he he lives in America now but he was he lives he lived about 15 miles from me and I had to do a couple of junctions on the motorway to get to him and I did take a wrong turn and I did get lost and obviously I've got ways and I sat nav and I was never never going to get home but I it panicked me and I think I think that's what kind of sparked it and you know and she's like can you think of another time in your life where you felt panicked can you think another time in your life when you felt anxious and can we go back to that and it was like oh go away <laughs> <laughs> When have you felt this feeling before? Let's talk about your childhood. When yes, in your she, childhood what she's you... doing is she's unlocking something. I understand. I understood you. exactly what she was doing. But I was like, Ugh. But the more that you hold on to that, Ugh, and the go away, yeah. the more you're going to feel nervous about this driving. <clears throat> no, I did have, as I said in the recording, I did, ha I was very, very honest with her. I was very open with her. I did chat to her about all sorts of stuff. And, and I did do that drive. And... I have noticed since that I feel a little easier doing drives that otherwise I would have thought about. And now I kind of find myself just driving automatically like I used to do on some drives without think even thinking, oh, shit, 
I'm on the North Circ. I'm just driving. Well, yeah, that's big. It's not it's not fixed. I can't do a motorway drive now. I would still feel anxious if I had to do that same drive again that I did that Sunday. I would still feel wary. Um, well, hold on. There's a big difference between wary and very and I anxious. Can't, yeah. And I can't. Yeah, there is. So, there's a big, there's yeah. a big shift there. Yeah, th- there is. Um, it definitely did help, but it needs... What, are you still doing more. the tapping? Um, I have I have done it a couple of times in relation to driving, yeah. I have. So, well done. that's my week. Okay. <laughs> Look how disappointed you are that I haven't, like, delved into all the <laughs> mucky shit. <laughs> it's just... She's so disappointed with me. I'm not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. You know what? We know each other way too well now. So you now know what I'm thinking, even if I don't say it. I know. <laughs> when you mentioned about the motorway, I thought, oh, here we go. This is, oh, so she's done that one. But that's a big thing because that does impact you on a day-to-day basis. It's massive so, for me. Yes. Not driving on a motorway. I don't have to drive on a motorway on a day-to-day basis. But also it's things like my son's going to university, not in London in September. If something happens to him, my automatic response needs to be get in your car and drive to your son. On not a motorway. On a motorway. Not, I can't, I can't, I can't. of course I can get a train. No, you're but, gonna, you need to get in But the not at three in the morning. And what if my husband's away and I need to go and get him? I need to be able to do this stuff. It is important. Yes. And yes, you know. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Now tell me about your tapping. <laughs> did you do jazz? Did you do <laughs> a bit of Chicago? I did contemporary dance. <laughs> so uh, my session got uh, moved. Right. So it got rescheduled. Okay. And I think these things always come at the perfect time mm-hmm. and they always come for the for, in, in the best way possible. Um, and it got moved by a couple of weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. And within that couple of weeks, I had a... Have I mentioned it on the show about my malfunction? I think I have. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. That I had a total meltdown yeah. and a panic attack mm. in the middle of the Phoenix furniture department. Yeah. So At least there were sofas. <laughs> well it started in boots and oh, it was no. so hot boots in there isn't the place. and it, I was so overheated and yeah. then when I started to anyway um, and when I say panic attack I mean I couldn't breathe I couldn't walk and when I called my sister and I heard her voice I just burst into tears and she asked me why I was crying and I didn't really know why I was crying my body was doing things that I wasn't aware of I didn't see it coming and it was kind of just talking to me in a very powerful way very frightening way. So I brought that mm. to the tapping about my anxiety. And it took me, after the anxiety, after the panic attack, it took me about three days to feel completely normal again. Mm-hmm. For three days, I was still breathing in quite a lot. I was still quite short of breath. I was quite panicked that it was going to happen again. So I wasn't quite myself. Mm. So I spoke to Kate about a week later. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety. And... Um, the root of it was, is that I was just overextending myself mm. in, in too many. My fingers were in too many pies mm. and I wasn't able to give it my all everywhere. So I felt like I was failing everywhere. And with a lot of talking and with um, a lot of tapping, it presented itself that I was ready to give up my hairdressing. Mm-hmm. And that was the one thing that had to shift because that was the area where I felt the most anxious. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Honestly, talking about it now, it still gets me like... Yeah, but I, I also feel anxious talking about all of this now. It's making me feel really, 
really uncomfortable. <laughs> what, my hairdressing? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, now I won't get my fucking hair cut, so that is a problem. <laughs> anyway, and it was it's the pressure that, that I find with it, with having to fit people in and, and being on everyone else's schedule. And I just don't have the space for it anymore. You also don't want to do it. I don't anymore. want to do it. I don't have the space for yeah. it. So then that leads into anxiety. Yeah. Because I'm basically doing something I don't want to be yes. doing. Which is what she said. And yeah. She said, and you don't run that way. I said, no, I don't no, run that way. You're never out of intention with yourself. And that's you, nice. And you are. And so that feels bad. So with some tapping, yeah. we talked about the anxiety and you sort of start on your forehead and you'll do like seven taps on your forehead and then you go to the side of your head. Start on the side of your hand. Start on the side of your hand. Inner eyebrow, outer eyebrow, forehead, top lip, chin. Ch- ch- uh, shoulder blade chest um, ch- what, are they, what are these called <laughs> what are these called collarbones <laughs> and then and then the back. back like a little pat one hand of the pat yeah and like, then you do it again and again and, and, again, and again and again and what she does is she gives you an affirmation <laughs> mm. or something to say so she will and, it, and it's very raw and it's very true and she repeats to you that's the she, weird thing she repeats to you what you've said she's mirroring you and then when you repeat it again and again like my hairdressing is very stressful. I can't cope with my hairdressing. I can't cope with all my clients driving me crazy. I can't, you know, and, she, and you're, she's repeating it back and then you're repeating it. And then it just sounds, it loses its power somehow. Yeah. So she'll say, let's have a chat about X, Y, Z. So you have a chat and then whilst you're tapping, she repeats phrases and exact words that you've said, that you have said and then to you, you. And then you repeat them whilst tapping. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an odd thing. Because you feel do. like such a twat. You're like, I can't believe I said this or I can't believe... As you're tapping, it's starting to transform itself and it's starting to move itself into something different. Anyway, after that, we had a whole chat and she did a bit of coaching on me. So that wasn't part of the tapping. But when I finished the whole conversation, I felt free. Mm. Is the only word I can think because what she'd done, she'd released this anxiety. Mm-hmm. She'd Because re- I've kept saying to myself, I can't stop doing it. I have to keep working. I have to keep being stressed because this is something I have to do. Mm-hmm. So when she's repeating that back to me, it's like, no, I don't have to do that. Mm. That is such a story I am telling myself. Mm. So she released that for me or mm. I released it for myself. Mm. And then when I came off of that call, I suddenly had possibility Mm. rather than being stuck and resistant in where I was there was a way of saying right well what actually can I do what is achievable what is manageable Mm. and once you start having that conversation with yourself that changes everything yeah and on the back of that session one session Mm. I have decided to stop hairdressing which I mentioned last week Mm -hmm. that was on the back of the EFT Mm. so now I've had two sessions of EFT one when it was the breakup of my friend and I was just completely heartbroken and devastated and she managed to, or I managed to completely pause and stop that anxiety. If I see her in the street, it used to be a whole stomach lurch. I used to feel sick. It used to stay with me for like an hour. Yeah. I don't love seeing her, yeah. but it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, there she is. Yeah. It's like a second. Mm-hmm. So she completely changed it. Yeah. And she completely changed. And I haven't felt anxious since, by the way. Have not felt anxious since. That's amazing. I know. Should we summarise? Yeah. What worked? Um, 
I guess being able to do that drive on Sunday that I was really dreading, I felt like I had tools in my back pocket given to me by Kate to be able to do that. And that felt much more empowering than saying to the other mother, no, you pick him up and then me sitting yeah, in the hole. Yeah. Avoidance. Yeah. Oh, I've avoided it again. Well done me. Yeah. And having fixed nothing at all. Yeah. Um, it's still not great. And it obviously isn't about the driving. I knew it wasn't about the driving because I knew that nothing had ever happened when I've been driving. So it was never stemming from that. So obviously stems from other things. <laughs> which I refuse to look at which I, which I don't want to delve into particularly <laughs> well then it will stay there but her kind of feeling was you need to have a look at why you are so resistant to feeling anxious or feeling vulnerable or you know all of that stuff like, but can I say, and this is something I tell my clients yeah. a lot. This is, I had a conversation with a client the other day about it, about a big emotion that she was feeling and mm. she didn't want it. Mm. But actually that big emotion, your anxiety or your fear mm. can be very useful and it, can, it holds a lot of information. So rather than dreading it, hating it, resisting it, telling yourself that you're ashamed of it, mm. It's there to tell you and to help you and but support you. But that was that you. was a large a large part of the conversation was me having to get over the fact that I felt really ashamed that that this was happening to me. Does that sound crazy to you? No, because I know you. Like and it you felt like be, a real. You have to be running on all cylinders, and all if you're time. not running yeah. on all cylinders, yeah. then you are failing, and yeah. that is just not a truth. Well, it made me feel very kind of pathetic and weak and but but that's not human <laughs> but that's not true and it's and it's not kind and it's, it's not, not nice it's not but that's and how... also you are going to have times in your life where you struggle with things or where you feel emotional about something or you feel upset or you feel anxious or you feel tired because that's part of the human experience yes it's 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 a, it's a human thing but that that in itself made me very uncomfortable that I have this issue I get, that is really pathetic. I, but it, firstly, and, stop and, saying that because it's not pathetic. No, but that's the that's the feeling. No, but we've shifted that yeah. into something else. So, so what is it now? It. What is it now? It's. It's. I. I suppose a, a reluctance to lean in to being a human being sometimes yeah. <laughs> is that yeah. it yeah well, I well guess. something like that it's, it's, i could say a lot more but mixed <laughs> up with a million other things <laughs> you, in a nutshell i think you need to find a way to be okay with sometimes not being okay yeah it's it's a lot of that yeah and this is just a very acute and odd manifestation of yes. that. And a lot of that, if when you're not okay with not being okay, then you start to live in a place that isn't, you're not in a place of truth with yourself. And you're at, you can get out of integrity quite quickly mm. because you're not being honest. Mm. And it's okay to have a panic attack in Venix. And it's okay to be scared to go on the motorway. Mm. And it's okay for all of these things to manifest because they're here. That's, they're, that's, they're here. But you see, the the funny thing about this is it's it's such a physical manifestation of it. 
that I can't um, I can't hide it. I mean, I can. Well, that's why I can, and I cover it up a lot. But I would never have said to you, "I'm driving home now, and then I'm going to pick Josh up from school." I would never admit that to you. But sometimes I was doing that. But sometimes I couldn't hide it, and sometimes I would have to deal with it, like with that motorway drive and things I have to do, and then it kind of hits you in the face. So it had to be addressed. And I know you said like, oh, you're just dealing with the motorway thing. But it's a very I didn't say real... that. You said that. No, you said it earlier. No, I, I knew you no, were going to deal with the motorway thing, I, you said. you. But you brought it up. I wasn't going to say that. And you were like, I know you think that, I know you think that I'm just dealing with the motorway thing. Yeah. But it's all part and parcel. I don't think anything is in isolation from anything else. Well, no, it's not. It's just it's, it's, it's not. It's just this is how it's this is how it's come to light. Basically. Revealing itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like insomnia for a perfect example. It's never about the sleep. Mm. It's about whatever is happening mm. in your life mm. that is causing you to not sleep mm. that you have to look at. Yeah. Don't don't treat the sleep. Mm. Treat the problem that's stopping you from sleeping. I, I and I sort of have to treat both because obviously you have to be able to drive everywhere. Yes. And I have to, yeah. But and until you get underneath it, yeah, yeah, it's not going to go away. Yeah. So and that's that's therapy for you. Yeah. So so what didn't work was uh, sitting in the mess. <laughs> <laughs> that that bit. I didn't enjoy that. Well, nothing didn't work for me. Okay. It all worked for me. I think tapping is powerful. I think it's transformative. I think it's amazing. I think it's one of the best, it's one of the best therapies around I mean, for it's me. It's so easy. It's easy. It's powerful. It's so quick, so transformative. I just, I find it an incredible, honestly, I'm not just saying this because mm. Kate's my friend. I honestly find it an incredible technique. I do know a few people who've tried it who really, really like it. You know, really works. And if you've got a great practitioner who's a really good listener and mm. also has that coaching experience, it's just a, it's a win-win. I think a lot of it might be dependent. I know they say you can just kind of do it and do it on your own, but I actually think having someone talk you through it is really important. Well, also to draw out the things that you're really thinking, the things that you're really feeling, because you can yeah. still lie to yourself, can't you? And you can lie to the other person. You can, but if they're a good practitioner, they'll, yeah. they'll pick up on I mean, whatever's she, going on. She's a very intuitive person, so she kind of, you know, she understood a lot, a lot of what I was saying without me having to say very much. Um, and I do think, yeah, finding someone who's who's like that is is a good idea if you're going to do this. Yeah. Is it coming in the club? Yeah. Why would it not oh, come in the club? Oh, it's 1,000% coming in the club. We could have a tapping workshop. Tap, 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 tap. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I know you're uncomfortable with it, but it is brilliant. I am still deeply. And actually, I'm really surprised that it's been like, what, three weeks since we did it. And I'm like still uncomfortable about it, talking about it now, weeks later. Are you really yeah. surprised? I mean, I'm not surprised. I am. I'm surprising myself. But this is, you're uh, totally <laughs> I'm surprising myself today. But you're totally uncomfortable with it. I really am. Not the ta it's not the tapping. It's, no, no, not the tapping. It's the being vulnerable. I'm not, I'm not That is with always the your edge. It is my edge, yeah. yeah. Don't worry, clubbers. We'll tap it out of her. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our show on EFT. We'll be back on Friday 
And we'll hear more from Kate on Friday yes. in our epilogue show. She's going to tell us more about the benefits of EFT and who should be using it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll hear back from you guys if you've ever had EFT. So make sure you tune in for that. I'd really be interested to hear the listeners' experiences uh, on how they've got on with EFT and yeah. what it's done for them. If you want to be in touch about it, mm. Nicole. <laughs> I was about to give She's my- Nicole. I'm Lauren. <laughs> We're the Self Care Club Podcast. <laughs> That's a new little intro. We're trying. I was about to give my personal, Your personal email. email address. I mean, you can, but maybe not. Let's try hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk. Should I give my phone number out Why whilst not? we're here? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod, or you can find our personal Instagram accounts if you want to stalk us. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back on Friday with our episode. Bye-bye. Motherkind podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host Zoe Blasky and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. Kind.